not your friend. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long & Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at 744-2990. Coming up in a little less than half an hour, the head football coach of the Virginia Tech Hokies, Brent Pry, joining us now on the program. It's the voice of Virginia Tech football. His name is Bill Roth. Time for the Roth Report here on BDST. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer, current ESPN broadcaster, and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you, my friend? Good morning. We had a great night last night. I know you watched the Westminster Dog Show, correct? <laughs> that would uh, be incorrect. But Baxter uh... <laughs> and I watched. We watched very closely. And there was an upset. Do you know who won last night? No. Who? Tell me. I this do is big know. news. I do want well, to The know. dog's name. The yep. dog's name is uh, Buddy Holly or Buddy. Ooh, I love that. Which is cool. Great that, name. That is great. But the breed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for, for some background, so Burn Up and I used to always watch this show, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, where do they come up with these dog breeds, right? I yeah. mean, the winner last night in New York was a Basse Graffon Von Dion. Yeah. Let me say it again. A Basse Graffon Von Dion. It's a French rabbit hound. You watch your mouth. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's bred to hunt rabbits in France. Very cool. Say right. it. Basse Graffon Von Dion. Basse Graffon. Wow. Von Dion. It von sounds Dion. like you play. It sounds like a former Montreal Canadiens left winger. Right? <laughs> it really does. It but really the do- does. Baxter was totally into it. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, Baxter yeah. doesn't have any of the agility of these dogs or the showmanship. He can prance around the kitchen and jump on the couch. Sure, that well, is the extent. Well, well, of our dog show. <laughs> Did he recognize the dogs? Like when he saw them on TV, was he, he was just mesmerized? Yeah, by it. that's all awesome. mesmerized by it. <laughs> I'd never heard of that breed. I'm sure there's people out there that go, of course, <clears throat> right? Dog lovers, beautiful dog. Don't get me wrong, Buddy was awesome. 
Yeah, well, it, the name's great. That's That would have done it for me as a judge. Buddy Holly, he's in. He's the <laughs> he's winner. <in>. <laughs> what great news. J.J. is back. James Johnson, this time with Virginia Tech football. And I'm so – first of all, J.J. is a very good friend of mine. I'm so excited for him personally. Secondly, for the Tech football program, in an era where – and in the way – I know you have Coach Pry coming on here in a bit. Like, relationships matter. Relationships matter, whether it's player-coach – fan program relationships but high school coaches high school guidance counselors with virginia tech that relationship is is so huge in the way that they're going to build this program the way they're going to recruit and i can't think of anybody better to to be in the halls of high schools to be around tech when those coaches come than james johnson well he said that coach price said that when he's been on the show before and you've heard him say it a lot when you've interviewed him right i mean that's that's his mantra all right the whole relationship part of this thing it's huge so You know, staffs are a lot bigger than they used to be, but you still want that individual, that individual relationship. And, and we'll still have relationships between position coaches and players. If you're recruiting a linebacker, you want to know who's coaching me, who's my position coach. But J.J. adds another incredible extrovert, a friendly, incredibly uh, personable guy uh, to, to Tech's football program. Um, and I think it'll make a difference. I'm excited for JJ. You know, this is an interesting career switch in a way for him. He'd yeah. always been a basketball coach. Right. Uh, but whether he was recruiting high school players or whether he was recruiting kids from, you know, the postgraduate kids from a Hargrave, everyone always loved JJ. And, you know, when he replaced Seth, remember, JJ was an assistant coach at Virginia Tech, left, went to Clemson. Mm hmm as an assistant coach, then came back as the head coach of the Hokies. And, you know, I, I'll i go back to, you know, at the time, <laughs> not, that, not that you want to relive history, but if Montrez Harrell honors his commitment and comes to Virginia Tech, as he had committed to the Hokies, if, if Harrell comes with Eric Green back, J.J. still might be Virginia Tech's basketball. <laughs> Could have changed okay. the history. You know, you, have a, you add an NBA big to, to – but with the you know, Eric won ACC Player of the Year at guard, so who knows what would have happened? But anyway, I'm just so glad he's back, and and we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll see how he handles a football that doesn't bounce quite right, or a ball that doesn't bounce the same <laughs> as a right, basketball. That's here. right, exactly, exactly. I'm so I'm so happy for him. So happy for him. Uh, he's he's a hokey if ever one there was. Well, speaking of relationships. The NFL has, uh, for a long time now, been trying to continue to create more of a relationship internationally, and they've announced their uh, games in Europe. It's just interesting. So we actually, so we do. We looked at the analytics of this in class this last year. Why is football so popular in Germany? It is well, yeah. American football. Yeah. Why? Why? Why has Germany surpassed England as the NFL's top international market? Why are there more Game Pass subscribers in Germany than the UK? Why do more Madden games sell in Germany than the UK? It's really interesting. So they're going to play two games in Frankfurt. By the way, this isn't the biggest city in Germany, right? Frankfurt's the fifth biggest city in Germany. Really? It's still a big city. But this isn't Berlin or Munich, right? This is Frankfurt. Like, uh, if you go to the game, what are you going to eat, Rick? If I'm going to Frankfurt, a brat. The Frankfurter. <laughs> the Frankfurter, that's, right. Yeah. That's where, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. A low, yeah, they, they smoke them there, right? Yeah. Oh, but, oh but, my goodness. Mm. 
but you know, but but so to put so the NFL announced last night and the schedule comes out tomorrow. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Super Bowl champs, right, are giving up a home game to play in Frankfurt. Now let's think about that. Yeah, that's a lot of money. So all those luxury suites. Yeah, you just won the Super Bowl. The Dolphins are a good. That's a good game. It's not like they're. It's a preseason game. Mm-hmm. It's a regular season game in November. And they're moving it to Frank. That's right. That's right. So I think it's very interesting. So we actually do this in class. We talk about what markets are emerging and why. Like, like we talk a lot. For example, this is the analytics of SMA. Like Mexico City, baseball's huge in Mexico. They've got it's one of the, what the third biggest city in all of North America, right? Right. Or Central America, or what? what Mexico, I guess, would technically be Central America. But our continent is North America, right? Where it's the third biggest city, and baseball is huge. But the, the economics prevent us from having a big league baseball team in mm-hmm. Mexico, right. right? Okay, the economics in Europe work <laughs> for the NFL. <laughs> you know, the, the the Jags are going to play two games there. They're going to go back to back. That way, you don't have to worry about all as much travel. And the money's there. That's the thing. The money is there, and 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 Frankfurt, Germany, is crazy over. The NFL. They are. They are. Why? I don't know. I know. I know. It's strange. But you're right. They have surpassed England. It's it's very true. And Frankfurt's like, uh, take a picture, uh, look online. It's like the uh, banking financial capital, right? Skyscrapers, beautiful buildings. The NFL loves that. Lots of money. All the big banks, European banks, and all the German banks, they're all headquartered there. And they've got a beautiful stadium that looks like it's... A spaceship, right? Yeah, and yeah, I have seen that. You know, they played. They played over there last year in in Germany. The, t- the tickets were on sale for six hundred dollars, and they sold out like within a minute. And everybody had a jersey on, like from some team. It looked like. I mean, there's so many NFL jerseys that were sold in that stadium. It was crazy. So for NFL owners, particularly, and by the way, the the in Germany, so each NFL team has a like, international rights. The Patriots and the Chiefs have the international rights to Germany, so they can move a game there if they want. But it's just weird that you have the Super Bowl champs. They're probably bumping up ticket prices. You've got all those luxury suites. You're giving up a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. Well, it is interesting. Uh, one of our listeners said maybe the uh, text in that maybe the military bases, the connection there. Maybe they connect with football and territory yeah. and all that. Maybe that's what it's it is. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it's amazing. But the NFL's up on it. And um, look, we, we know that like Tottenham Stadium, they, they won an NFL team really bad in London. I think it's it's inevitable. It's inevitable. I don't know how we do the schedule, though. Yeah. And how the players' yeah. union, because now from the East Coast, it's not that long of a flight. But from Kansas City, it is. So do you go over there and play three games in a row at home? Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you, I mean there's a way. The, when, if the money is there, right? Well, they've proven that. You're right. I mean, the NFL's going to do between, and, and And look, we, <laughs> between Mercedes and Audi and... BMW, there's enough massive billion-dollar companies to <laughs> That's right. make it That's work. Right, to make it work. Hey, before we head into the SMA update, um, I did have in the open uh, the news, uh, you and I were talking yesterday on the phone about Denny Crump passing away. I know you had a nice relationship with Coach Crump. So Denny was at Louisville as the head coach when I first got hired at Virginia Tech in the 80s, and he could not have been nicer to me. Mm-hmm. He would he would they would bring him out. Do you need to visit with Coach Crum for a pregame interview? And we would talk on the air for maybe a minute and a half, right? And then he would sit and schmooze and talk. Yeah. And he was the most 
just like he was to Louisville fans, he was that way. Well, I was 22 years old, Rick. And here I am. I mean, yeah, probably went to six crumb, final right, fours right. and two <laughs> national championships. And, and you know, Hokie fans hated Louisville. Hated Louisville. Mm-hmm. But they didn't hate Denny. No. And I was talking with Paige Moyer yesterday, uh, the son of the late Charlie Moyer, who was Hokie's great basketball coach during that time. Uh, because I had talked to Charlie, and, and, and Charlie loved to beat Louisville. Everyone did. But he got along with Crum. There was a very unique respect relationship there. And I, I, I equate it in a way, not, not, not 100% apples to apples, maybe the way Virginia Tech fans today, at this very moment, feel about Tony Bennett. Like, they may hate UVA, right? Right. But they don't hate Bennett. No, not at all. Is not that fair? All. Do you see where I'm going with yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's exactly they, the lo- they yes. know when you beat, they, they love to beat UVA maybe more than any other team. They hate Virginia as a fan base, right? But they don't hate Bennett personally. No, you're right. You're right. Like UVA fans never hated Coach Beamer. They hated the Hokie, but you know what I'm saying. And that's the way it was. The Hokies, they hated Dana Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> former Crum assistant who was different. at Memphis. <laughs> um, so, but when I was in Louisville two years ago to do, three years ago, I guess now, to do a, a Westwood One basketball game, I, Coach Crum was in the crowd and I visited with him and. He asked him. The first thing he said is, "Tell me about what happened with Coach Moyer." Oh, wow! You know, he, and and you know the it was a different era. Uh, you know, Louisville was trying to fight for everything it could because Kentucky was just so powerful in the state and still is. And he he took them. He never went back to UCLA where he was an assistant mm-hmm. under Wooden. Uh, but but boy, he revered John Wooden. He talked Absolutely. about the team game. He he talked about you know, everyone always talked about his offense and they had like five guys on the floor who could all who could all cut and pass and multi skilled guys and multi position players but he was a big believer in defense and and why his defense was important and he you know he he would have had a hard time today he wasn't about self promotion or Twitter uh, or he was all about his team and all we talked about was the team and the team and the team and his seniors. Senior, senior, seniors, team, team, team. And being even keel, he had a little Coach Beamer in him, a little Dean Smith in him, a lot of John Wooden in him, and, but incredibly friendly. So uh, when he passed yesterday, I remembered some great Hokie Louisville games. Epic battles. That's awesome. That's awesome. Epic battles. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, he liked Charlie a lot. He, he really liked Charlie Moyer and talked about coming to Blacksburg and all those, all those years in the Metro Conference. It's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We'll take a break, come back. Bill's going to talk about the SMA update now. We're heading into the summer coming up. Baker Team Game of the Week. Also, the NRB Heart Clinic Top 3. All that's coming up with Bill after this as we roll along. BDST and the Roth Report on a Wednesday. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment the destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. Morning, hun. Breakfast is almost ready. I just love cooking on my new stove. I'm so glad we called Louise to help us sell our old house and find a new one with a larger kitchen. She worked so hard to find us just the right property. I just love it. 
This is Louise Baker, the Louise Baker team with Long and Foster Realtors. When you are ready to find your larger space, check us out at nrvhomes.com. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda, work hard to find your right space. From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech's sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And we are headed into the summertime. It's EDST in the Rolf Report. Bill, what's going on with the SMA now going forward? Well, it's finals week at Tech, so our kids are taking finals. You know, we have two of our students doing Salem Red Sox play-by-play this year. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, Tyler Katz, Geo Heater. You can listen to them. If you go to a game in Salem, look up in the radio booth. Those are two of our SMA students calling games all summer. Finals coincides with a 12-game Red Sox homestand. So how do we handle that? First of all, 12-game homestand, that's a lot of games. It's that's 12 nights in a row you're doing a game. Uh, and we know what that is, right? I mean, you've been... Yeah, you got to prepare your batting practice, do the game, post game, all the things you do. Um, uh, but you know, we worked it out academically for them, so that I think Tyler missed a game or he's going to miss two of the twelve, and TK Tyler is going to miss a game or two. But they beat Columbia last night, six to five. The Columbia Fireflies. So uh, they have five games left. So if you go down to Salem at any point here. Uh, they play every night, and then I guess uh, Sunday afternoon down in Salem. But those will be Hokies in the radio booth down there. All right. Twelve game homestand. Yeah, it's a lot of baseball consecutively. Whole lot of baseball. <laughs> All right, what about your Louise Baker team game of the week? You got so many choices, man. The NBA playoffs have been great. The hockey postseason's been awesome. What, what well, since the Westminster Dog Show's over. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> can, the, can, can, the, can the Donald Trump town hall on CNN be considered a game? <laughs> Is that a game? Yeah, that's, that's going to be a, that's a nice little union gonna, there. Uh, I didn't think we'd ever see that. Yeah, again. that's strange. But here yeah. we go. Yeah, here we are. That's yeah, tonight. here we are. <laughs> no, uh, I may watch that, though. But I do want to say that the Rays-Orioles play again tonight. They are the, those are the top two teams record-wise in the American League, that's friends. Right. That's right. The Rays hit home runs every other at bat. Uh, yeah. They're having an amazing season. <laughs> they do. <laughs> uh, they, they, they're obviously, and so are the Orioles. So the two best teams in the American League go tonight. I'm going with the NBA games, though. The Heat and Knicks play tonight. The mm-hmm. Lakers are on the road at Golden State. Uh, Miami and LA can cl- can wrap up that series if they can win tonight. Uh, I don't know. You know, the both of those teams, the Knicks and the Warriors, are. Proud. They don't want to get beaten. Yeah, home. I know. I know. That's that's true. So I think it'll be a great NBA doubleheader tonight. I know a lot of folks don't love the NBA, but if you're going to watch the NBA, watch the playoffs. Yes. And if you're yes. going to watch the playoffs, like watch Jimmy Butler. In I the know. Heat. I know. He's amazing. I love He's watching. He's amazing. And and that'll be fun at the Garden tonight, especially when they do the t- the crowd shots and all the VIPs that are sitting at the Garden watching the game. And then like clearly, like LeBron still thinks he's 21 years old, but he's doing is is amazing and you know I, I don't know if you know this i looked at the, over the last 10 years nine of the top 10 most watched early round nba playoff games over the last decade have involved the warriors and and, and tonight's tonight's will be a huge ratings win steph curry trying to stay alive they're down three to one the lebron and the lakers mm-hmm. on their home court yeah it'll be a good game tonight. yeah it will be it will and you're right about butler he is just I'm not a Heat fan, but I've kind of adopted them at least to the playoffs. So I like watching them play, and him in particular. It's just fun. A number well, he eight played. Seat. 
He played for Buzz at Marquette. You can see why Buzz liked him. He's a Buzz kind of player, right? Like every loose ball is his. Every, every clutch shot yep. he makes. Yep. Every tough rebound he gets. Every key stop he's in there defending. Love it. I mean, it's and and, and, it's and clutch. About. Like three of my teammates are hurt. All right, I'm gonna have to score fifty tonight. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm on it. Yeah, I can do it. No worries. No worries. Yeah. All right, time now for Bill's NRV Heart Clinic Top Three. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3. Now back to Rick Watson. All right. Now, where are we here with your NRB Heart Clinic you Top 3? I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm going back to the Rays. Okay. Cookie Eric Neander, Baseball Operations Director for Tampa Bay. That's right. The Rays have the best record in baseball, mm-hmm. okay? as we know. And they've won 29 games um, in the history of baseball. How many teams have won at least 30 of their top 40 of their first? Ooh. Okay. It's only happened nine times in the last hundred years. Nine times in a hundred years. Wow. It happened in 2020, the Dodgers. That's right. Okay. So, so the Rays are 29 and seven in their first 36. So they got four more to win one. They're going to get the 30. The top three teams, the top three teams in baseball history, through their first 40 games, the 1912 New York Giants and the 1939 New York Yankees were 33-7. and seven. Okay. But the best record, number one, the 1984 Detroit Tigers. Mm-hmm. Motor City Kitties. 35-5. Mm-hmm. and five. Yeah. So that's so 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 the Rays are at 29. They're 29 and 8. They lost last night. They're 29 and 8. They could get the thir- if they win the- these next three, they'd be thirty-two and eight. But that just doesn't happen. No, not especially. And usually, now. if you yeah. win thirty of your first forty, um, you either win or lose the World Series. Yeah, you're going to the postseason, all likelihood, barring a huge collapse or injuries. That, that Detroit Tiger team in '84, oh. they 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 finished their their record for the year was one hundred four and fifty eight. <laughs> 104 and 58. I, I know. I know. They were so good. And that was in 1984. You'll recall, Ricky, that would have been just a two-division American League. That's right. So they were in there with the Yankees and the Red Sox, right, where I believe I believe you, you played fourth. You played the, They would have played the Yankees 24 times. Yes, that's right. That's right. Didn't matter. <laughs> they were beating them. Didn't matter. And then they beat up on my beloved Padres in that World Series, four games to one. But the 2020 Dodgers were – they won the World Series. That's right. That's right. So the, the Rays are great. And I know that fans here love the Orioles. or the, but, but, And I know Tampa Bay is way down there. But Eric Neander from Tech built this franchise. There you go. we got to get him on a show. I'd, like, I'd love to talk can, to him about it. Be, him. Yeah, I'd like to do that. I'd like to, that'd be fun. That'd be fun to talk to him about the makeup of the So that's our team. top three. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. But say it with me one more time. But say Grafon von <laughs> What does it get? Say it one more time. Well, it, it, B-I-S-S-E-T, but it's pronounced Basset. Basset. Grafon. Grafon. You, you don't say the N. Grafon. Grafon. Von Dion. Von Dion. I can do the Von Dion part. I can do it too. VGV. Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly. Burnup would be prancing around the hotel room. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely he would in that little accent that he did. And yeah. Baxter's like, yeah. why doesn't a golden retriever ever win this thing? <laughs> why does a golden? 
Uh, you tell him because all you do is jump on the couch. That's why. That's why. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff as always. Always great to talk with you. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I'm looking forward to listening uh, with Coach Pry hopping on. Yep. Here, so. He'll join us next. All right, man. Stay safe. See you, buddy boy. All right, brother. There you go. That's uh, Bill Roth and the Roth Report. Good stuff as always from Bill. All right. As he mentioned, we'll take a time out. We'll come back. We'll be joined by the head football coach of your Virginia Tech Hokies. We just heard from your voice of the Virginia Tech football program, Bill Roth. Rolling along here, Coach Pry next. Stay with us. Final segment for another day here on a Wednesday.